0: James 5 13 through 20 is while we're here. We are going to conclude the book of James. This is it. The conclusion. And I got to say the way James ends it has been perfect and much needed for my life, but also very challenging. But then as I was challenged to do how James ends this book of the Bible, his letter. As I was challenged and I practiced the challenge, I became very refreshed. Have you ever been challenged to do something and you really felt like God prompted you to do it and you did it and then you left refreshed? Raise your hand if that might be your story at some point. That simple act of obedience, And you were scared, you had fear, you felt convicted about doing something, it was hard, and you did it. And there's something about you that just peace came on you. Like, that was right. That's what this has been for me. James 5, 13 through 20. And I would like this morning to be a little different. Less of a 30 minute teaching, and I'd like for you to practice. experience what James is asking us to do. James 5, 13 through 20. I want to read it for you, and then we'll jump in. We'll experience this together. And my goal would be that you leave this service very refreshed. James 5, 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Oops. That is a very good section of the Bible. I feel like I just got pranked or something. It's like someone put that in front of me. There's a pastor in this church that doesn't like me very much. That's, it was right there. And I knew immediately it was wrong. (laughs) I've been practicing this for two weeks. James chapter 5, verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another. You may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for 3 years and 6 months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain. The earth bore its fruit. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone brings and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings him back, a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. What's the theme? Prayer. This is the question that haunted me for the last month, but brought me much joy and peace. And I was so refreshed as I started to practice praying. I asked myself this, Simon, is prayer your first response? How would you answer that? Is prayer your first response in every situation? James walks us through it, and we're going to practice this today. Is anyone among you suffering? In the NIV, it says trouble. Is anyone among you suffering or in trouble? Let him pray first response I want you right now to be thinking if it's you that is suffering if it's you that's in trouble then just pray for God to help you get out of whatever you're in that's hurting you if there's another person that is the first person that pops in your head take a moment right now and pray among you cheerful the NIV says happy is anyone among you cheerful or happy I find that when I'm happy and I'm cheerful I pray a lot less James if you're suffering pray if you're happy or cheerful praise God pray at all times Stay connected to God at all times. And Corey Ten Boom had this quote: "Is prayer your steering wheel? or is it your spare tire? Does staying connected with God what leads you? Pray in all times or? just when it's emergency situations. Let's take a moment right now. I want you to think about what you're really cheerful and happy about. Praise God. Take a moment to do that.
1: Praise Him.
0: Among you, sick, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. There is great healing physically and spiritually that comes when we invite the elders of the church and when we invite other followers of Jesus who are faithful to following Jesus. When we ask others to pray over us, there's great healing. The prayer of faith is, could be a whole sermon within itself. There's so many times that I've been in a hospital praying for someone and I've been asking myself, am I praying with faith right now? Do I have enough faith to heal this person? And I ask myself, and I actually become really insecure. No, I can't have enough faith to heal this person. And I get caught up in that circular deal. I've been on mission trips, and I've been asked to pray in faith. And I get nervous. How much faith? And there's no way we could unpack all of that this morning, but here's what Tim Keller had to say about this, and it's really given me some peace. And I'd love for you just to... Take this with you and chew on it when it comes to praying in faith. It's helped me. God will either give us what we ask or give us what we would have asked if we knew everything he knows. Just kind of read that. Take that with you. It's really less about me trying to muster up the right amount of faith, and more about who I'm praying to. Do I believe in who I'm praying to? Then pray with confidence and leave all of the results to God who you trust. If you're sick, here's what James says to do. If you're sick, let them go to the elders of the church Let them pray over him and anoint them with oil. Did you know we do that here at Fellowship Bible Church? Like there is an opportunity for you. If you are sick and you have friends that are sick, family that's sick, do not hesitate to bring them to the church, to the elders, and we will pray over them. And I wanted to say, just so you know, we have resources. We have the elders who are a great resource in praying over you. We also have these resources. Uh, One resource, uh, releaseleaders.org. Ed Parrish, who's a shepherding elder, who has participated in praying over many people that are sick with the elders. I'm gonna bring him up here to share what that process looks like for you. But also he shared, he actually did an article on releaseleader.org about prayer. And if you want just an extra great Resource on prayer, that's one. Uh, He shared a story. And it's it's an entertaining story that's very challenging and refreshing. He shared a story about he and his family. It was him and his wife and one of his kids. And they were trying to get this iPad working for their grandson or granddaughter. And they're trying to get this iPad working, and it wouldn't work. And then the oldest son walks up to Ed and Guanica and just said, Ah, laughing. I see what's going on. You're not connected to the wireless. The Wi-Fi is not connected. So they tried so long to try to get this iPad going, but there's no there's no power. There's no connection. And Ed uses that story to remind us without without connecting to God, where is the power? Do we really think that we're in control? That has been a good challenge for me in James. And also, if you would like to send a prayer request, you can always go to prayer.fellowshipnwa.org and you get on that website. You can submit prayer requests. And I promise you that righteous men and women, faithful men and women here that love Jesus will be praying over you. We have a prayer team. We have a prayer list. You'll be prayed over multiple times. And we also have that email address right there. You could send an email. We will make sure that people are praying for you. We as the church want to pray for you. There's power there and many, multiple people praying. I'd love to bring Ed up. Ed, where are you? I'd love for Ed to share what the process looks like if you're sick or a friend is sick or a family member is sick and you bring them to the elders. What does that look like, Ed.
1: By the way, I'm going to flip my own pages.
0: Hey, you should. Hey, you should because you will get pranked by somebody.
1: That's right. As a matter of fact, it was my wife who was not connected to Wi-Fi, not me. Not you. Okay. Very good. Have you ever heard the old adage that a family that prays together? Say it with me. Prays together. You've heard it. Yeah, and that seems like to me what... James was talking about in this passage of scripture he was talking to his family of believers who were scattered all over the ancient world and he was saying that I know you're tired I know you're under persecution I know you're suffering and I know you're sick but the way to stay together is by what? by prayer and yes, I've been in, I was an elder for seven years, and there are a lot of elders probably sitting in this room. And uh, one of the responsibilities of being an elder is that we pray for our family of believers. But even more than that is that when someone is sick, that we take the time to pray over them. It's almost like we lifted the words from the page, from the page of this Bible. From James and and placed it right into the mode of operation right here at Fellowship Bible Church. We did. It says when you're sick, I want you to reach out to the elders. Let them know that you're sick. So one of the things that we do, we take the time to sit down and to listen to how we can pray for the one who's bringing their concerns to the elders. It is so sweet to sit there to be in communion with one who is in need of prayer. So once we pray, once we listen to them And then one by one, on bended knee, right before the one who's in need of prayer, each of the elders will take oil and place a cross over their forehead, anointing them with oil. But I will tell you, there is nothing magical about the oil. You see... It's just simply a reminder. It is symbolic of the power invested in the Holy Spirit, not the oil. And he said, pray in the name of the Lord, not the oil. So it's with an on bended knee, and we've, done, and we've anointed the one who's sick. Then comes the prayer, praying over them. And then after the prayer, after the prayer, then there's there's a sweet song that is sung. And you just sung it, it's a doxology. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him, ye heavenly hosts. Praise son, father, son, and holy ghost. Is prayed each time, is sung each time after the prayer. But I want you to listen to this. I think this is most important of it all of the of, of it all. It's that every time someone has come for prayer with the elders, they didn't come alone. We talked about it this morning. They came in community. They came in community because they came with their families, they came with friends, and you got to hear this. Guess what? They came with members of their community group. That's what community is all about, lifting up those who are in need in their times of trouble. That shows their love for one another. Just as Jesus said in in the book of John, just as I have loved you, I want you to love one another. So here, I want to show you a picture of loving one another in real time. Just a couple of weeks ago, they talked about this football player in a Texas high school who stopped to pray for an opposing team player after the game. And you can see the player on the right in the white uniform. Name is Gage Smith. Gage understood that the second player that he's praying with, mother, was, was, was sick with cancer. So Gage said that as he was interviewed, it's that I didn't do it because of social media likes. I didn't do it because of the attention on on TV. I did it because someone was hurting, and I stopped to take a moment with him to pray for his mother and for his family. So how would it look, fellowship, if we would follow along with Gage? And just take a moment to stop and pray for someone who is in need. So would you do that right now? If you know someone who is in need, would you stop and take a moment just to pray for them? Father God, you've called us to be salt and light to a tasteless and a dark world. But we open our hearts, we open our minds, we open our very spirits today. For you're pouring in so that we can become loving to those that are close to us. That we can lift them up under the banner of prayer.
0: Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Mutual confession. Much power in confessing our sins to each other and praying for each other. This right here, what James is talking about, that's what every one of our small groups should be. Our small groups, whether it's a men's group, a women's group, or a community group, that to me would be the kind of group that God has called us to. We confess everything, and we're always stopping to pray for each other. Like that's what family does. That's what brothers and sisters do there's so much power in that if you're not doing that start today make that you be the example just like we're doing this morning I thought to practice this because it does take practice confessing is not easy but to practice this uh, we're going to do this through communion here's what I'd love for you to do this morning I would love for you we have two songs that are going to be playing and during the songs I want you to come and take the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and take it back to your seat or go stand wherever you want to stand just go somewhere where you're comfortable between you and God as you hold the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus I want you to confess to God just you and God time whatever's in you that needs to come out right now. I promise you there's healing in that. Just let it all out. Confess it. And when you get to the point where you're reminded of the blood of Jesus that was shed for you and how thankful you are that he forgave you and he continues to forgive you. When you get from confession to thankfulness, take communion. Do it on your own. Give you time to worship, confess until you're thankful, and let's worship.